This episode of the Weekly Standard Podcast is sponsored by The Great Courses. The Great Courses brings the world's greatest professors to your fingertips with more than 500 courses on science, history, philosophy, fine arts, better living, and more. The Great Courses are available on digital download and streaming or DVD and CD. Best of all, you can listen to or watch The Great Courses at your own pace without the pressure of homework or exams. And now, for a limited time only... The Great Courses is giving our listeners an offer of up to 80% off the original price of selected courses, including the decisive battles of world history. For this limited time 80% offer, go to thegreatcourses.com slash WS to find out more. That's thegreatcourses.com slash WS. Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham. With us on the Weekly Standard is Lee Smith. And Lee, whenever the issue of Iran pops up, your name is the first one that springs to mind for our Weekly Standard uh, readers and listeners. And I'm sure they want to know what to make of the, yes, we're sending warships towards Yemen. Yes, Iran is sending ships with weapons towards Yemen. But no, we're not in the business of stopping those weapons from getting to Yemen. I'm completely confused. Uh, hey, Michael. It's always a pleasure to be with you. Um, I, it's not uh, clear to me that we're actually sending warships to uh, the Gulf for any purpose other than to uh, convince the international community that we can keep shipping lanes open. In fact, even after the Iranians get a nuclear weapon, we can send the Fifth Fleet there to make sure uh, that international shipping lanes will stay open. I mean, we're not going to stop the flow of Iran sending weapons to to the Houthi rebels. We've allowed over a quarter of a million people to be killed in Syria for the sake of a nuclear deal. If anyone thinks that we're actually going to be stopping the flow of weapons uh, and risk the White House's nuclear deal, they've got another thing coming. Look, I mean, we, 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 know, we know what happened. We can look at how the Iranians work around the region, and we know what happened here in Yemen. Right, the administration wanted them to wanted the Saudis to stop killing so many civilians with their airstrikes as part of their Operation Decisive Storm. However, the problem is this: as we know from uh, Israel's wars uh, against Hezbollah and Hamas, Iranian assets always hide their strategic weapons in civilian areas. That's the entire point. It's not just to have ballistic missiles. It's not just to have strategic weapons, but it's to hide them among civilian populations to get the entire world rattled. So not only is the administration not stopping um, Iranian weapons from going to the Houthis, the administration is trying to stop the Saudis from destroying Iranian uh, strategic weapons. Well, Lee, I so, want to ask you about the Saudis and where, where Yemen is in just a second. But first, I want to back up because I want to make sure that I understand things. There is an embargo from the UN. There's an order from the UN. No one will arm these rebels. Is that do right. I have that right? Okay. Yes, but what, what, practically speaking, what does that mean? Well, it, well, theoretically, it means that a UN member like the United States would be in the business of stopping that. Uh, order from the UN from being violated and that's why when the ships first moved you saw that I think and once again this is why I'm asking you it appeared that people just went oh okay you know UN order this is an American unilateralism this is you know America doing its part as a UN member and they're going to step in and then the the White House had every level from the spokesperson there to the State Department to the Defense Department all had to rush out and say no 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 it's about shipping lanes or it's about the free throw of commerce exactly so what is it they're very careful Right. They're very careful. 
to make sure that this is interpreted correctly. And when State Department spokesman Marie Harf said yesterday, said, no, 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 this is very clear what's going on here. She was absolutely correct. They are not going to stop the flow of weapons. They might have uh, the UN behind this. There might be an arms embargo. But if the Iranians are trying to send weapons, they're going to get through. As I said, the entire point of the uh, U.S. mediated halt, which lasted only a few hours, was this. It was to stop the Saudis from destroying Iranian strategic weapons. We know where the Iranians hide their weapons, in civilian populations. When the administration let on that they're, lent, that they're providing intelligence to the Saudis, that also means they're watching the Saudis closely. When we know that they're giving the Saudis along with intelligence about targets and talking about civilian casualty mitigation procedures, that means that they are either willfully misunderstanding or naive about how Iranian assets work in the Middle East. Right? So again, not only have they not stopped the flow of weapons, they have tried to stop Saudi attacks but let me ask you this then. Iranian but, strategic weapons. Well, let me ask you this then. Why, aren't, why isn't the UN calling on other member nations to step in? This is the UN's embargo. Who why? else is going to stop that? You know, the French, they're in the area, the British, you know? If no, not going to happen? If the, U, if the U.S. doesn't stop it, it's not going to happen. Okay, well, that brings us then to the Saudi approach because the Saudis started a new effort, uh, Operation Let's All Hug or something. I, I, Decis I think I'm, Decisive Storm? Or no, after Decisive enduring Storm. Enduring Hope? Yeah, the other exactly. One? Yeah, maybe Enduring Hope. Okay. Whatever. It's, you know, in essence, I'm told, or the press presentation is, that, that there's a political settlement in the works. What does a political settlement work look like in Yemen between the Saudis and the Iranians and the Houthis? Uh, there are all sorts of details coming out. The details are not important. The essential fact is this. A political solution is untenable, right? A political solution leads to more conflict, not less. It leads, in fact, to more conflict between two soon-to-be nuclear powers. We know, because the White House has told us, the President has said to himself, that within 13 years at most, 13, 14, 15 years, the Iranians will have zero breakout time to a bomb, which is a euphemism, a polite way of saying they're going to have the bomb. So that's going to be a little more than a decade, at most, right, the ceiling. We also know when the Saudis say that they're going to get everything the Iranians have, the Saudis will presumably get a bomb before the Iranians get a bomb. These are about to become too soon to be nuclear states squared off. It's a vital interest for the Saudis, even more important than Syria, more important than Iraq, because it's about the shipping lanes. Bab al-Mandeb is about shipping lanes, where the Saudis make their money sending oil to market, and it's also on the Saudi border. This is a very important issue for the Saudis. A political solution cannot last, because both sides will be looking to seize the advantage, which is what we already saw happen, right? There was a Brief halt in uh, brief halt brief halt in the uh, action when the Houthis made a run for a strategic position they overran I guess it was the headquarters of the 35th um, I don't know the 35th uh, Army Guard or something like that 
right? And that's when the Saudis started firing in. There's not a political solution that's going to hold. What the real balance of power policy requires is, and this is why we back Israel to the hilt, we need the region to know that we are in charge. We are telling people who wins and who loses. If we decide to draw, uh, make people tie in the region, it's untenable. Balance of power does not work like that. One side must win decisively. Okay, I, I, this get does back not to happen it. in Yemen. This does not happen in No, no, what, what I'm saying is the details are irrelevant. Mm-hmm. They're talking about, oh, uh, Saleh will have to leave. He'll go to Amman. Something else will happen. It's irrelevant. Political solution, political solution that the administration is talking about is untenable. So let me ask you then about the effect back here in the United States with Iranian policy, which is if what occurs is what appears to be occurring, which is that Iranian ships land and they unload weapons in violation of the UN to the Houthis who then impose Iranian will on Yemen, that's that, the word of that is going to get out. It's not going to happen. You know, there's too, there's you know, the, the world's too small now for that to be hidden away. What does the White House then say about trusting the uh, Iranians? About the Iranians being part of the family of nations? About the UN? Doesn't this? Isn't Iran making a mockery of everything? In that one, in other words, could that small moment have some impact here for waking some more people up about how bad this deal with Iran could be? Um. Well, look, the, the, the real issue here is not, it's not about not trusting Iran, it's about not trusting the White House, right? Um, th- th- this is the issue, is that the White House is, no one takes the White House at its word. <laughs> I mean, this is an administration that negotiated behind the backs of its Israeli and Arab allies, made a deal with Iran that started, when it started this process, uh, when it started it publicly, this was uh, when it started the, the process of public negotiations, which was sometime after it started clandestine or secret negotiations. What it said was it was going to dismantle the program. Now what we're talking about is merely um, buying a certain amount of time before they get a nuclear weapon. Or as David Ignatius said in his column in today's Washington Post, limit the use of Iran's nuclear weapons or limit rather limit Iran's nuclear weapons. So, like, who in the Middle East is going to trust the Obama White House at this point? No one. The point's not about Iran anymore. It's about the White House. That's the real issue. Final question for you, Lee. Uh, where are we on the Iranian deal? Uh, is the White House going to continue to concede more points regarding instant sanctions? Are they really going to stroke a check for between 30 and $50 billion as a so-called signing bonus to the Iranians? Yeah. Can they get away with that in the current political climate in the U.S.? So the Wall Street Journal reported, yeah. I mean, look, if the sanctions relief is already overrun, as it seems to be, then... Uh, the line is being held basically right now on the verification regime, which, you know, inspections. But that, too, will be overrun because, as you saw, uh, the Iranians threw a hissy fit over the weekend saying uh, there's no way they're going to be allowed to go into military facilities. So expect to see the Iranians uh, redesignate many of their nuclear facilities and military facilities which we won't have access to. I mean, the, 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 the really incredible, astonishing reality is, is that this administration will do anything to have a deal with the Iranians. This is not even a deal. This is bribery. It's a signing bonus. We're bribing them to sign a nuclear deal. It's astonishing.
Well, Lee, we always hear astonishing news from you, and it's never good. <laughs> we got to work something out about this, Lee. We got to have a like the good news from Lee Smith episode of the Weekly Standard podcast. I, I would like that at some point, but it's 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 far and coming with this administration in the Middle East. Tragically. Lee Smith, thanks so much for joining us. You've been listening to the Weekly Standard Podcast. Please be sure to check weeklystandard.com regularly for podcast updates. I'm your host, Michael Graham.